This is the Sibling Library Podcast. You will know when to start listening when you hear the chimes ring like this. Let's begin now. Welcome, everybody, to Sibling Library. My name is Julia. My name is Katie. My name's Megan. And guess what? You guys, we've hit the year mark. A year ago today, our first episode premiered. Happy anniversary. Yeah, happy anniversary. Thanks, guys. Um, I've had fun. I hope you guys have too. I have. No, it's been really fun. It has (laughs) been a lot of fun. Um, Technology issues aside, it's been fun. Yeah, hopefully in the future we can figure out how to more easily record in person. We have made it to... August 2021. Today, we're going to talk about something that is fun and exciting to many people. Free comic book day. Very, very fun. Dear to our hearts. Yes. Um, And so we're going to first start off with the roundup, and then we are going to give a little history about free comic book day. And then we also have a very exciting and special guest today who will be on later in the show, Miss Natasha Curtis of Zeppelin Comics in Benicia, California. Woo. Yay, our favorite comic book store. Um, a big part of the reason that Katie and I are so into comics is because Zeppelin Comics is amazing. So without further ado... Wait, 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 wait. Comic book origin story. Yes. Julia. Well, I hadn't gotten <laughs> to that part yet, Katie. So, spoiler of the roundup. Oh. <laughs> or even. Um, yeah. Um, so, anyway, why don't we get into our roundup? And we're going to go around. I think we'll start with Megan and then Katie and then me. And we are each going to kind of talk about our comic book origin story, as Katie said and what we like about comics, um, and what got us into them. Take it away, Meg. Um, I know why you started with me. (laughs) (laughs) Of the three of us, I definitely have the lowest affinity towards comic books. Is that the right way to say that? Sure. The least affinity? Sure. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of comic books. Um, But you don't hate them either. No, I don't hate them, but I don't collect them. I don't have a pull list. I don't uh, I don't have a series that I'm waiting for the next issue to come out. And I think a big reason for that is if I don't know how long to expect something to go, I have a hard time committing to it. But I think I know where you're coming from, Megan. The, the one good thing about comics, though, is there are a multitude of series out there that are in completion so you could totally binge them like you would like a netflix series so yeah you know you don't necessarily have to have a pull list and be reading the newest material you can dive into the archives and find stuff that you're interested in and you'll get to read a complete self-contained story yeah um, and, and just binge it and you won't have to wait for it to come out that's which definitely is true yeah. yeah i'm not i'm not trying to sway your affinity towards comic books in any way i think you read what you want to read but um yeah. that's something to think about if you ever do t- dip your toe into it you don't necessarily have to be reading the newest stuff because some of that stuff is really overwhelming and i 
to segue into my comic book origin story, I would say that I was very intimidated by the idea of reading comic books just because there's there's so many characters and superheroes and different storylines that have been going on for decades. And it's hard to think about what, what your jumping in point might be on some of those and be, become part of the conversation. Um, when I started reading comic books, it was it started with Zeppelin Comics. Julia encouraged me to join the, uh, the comic book club at this comic book store. And we got to become, Julia was already, I think, familiar with Natasha, but we, we formed a friendship. Um, and for me, a, a love of comic books. For a while there, it was really, mo- it was ev- pretty much exclusively everything I was reading was, was comic books or graphic novels. And then uh, not until our, our podcast started up did I start going back to actual books <laughs> or, or norm- non-comic book because comic books are books too. Um, but yeah, that's how I started uh, jumping into comic books. I'd read a couple of graphic novel- novels prior to that, um, you know, Mouse and The Watchmen, um, I think were the only two that I had read and then was introduced to the Sandman comic books um, through the, the comic book club. I don't think that was the first thing I read with you guys. I think it was your first book that you all read, but um, I joined maybe a year later, Julia saying no. What was the first one that you read? As the, for the whole comic book club. Oh, was it um, Paper Girls? Yeah. Yeah. Paper Paper Girls and Pretty Deadly, I think. Mm -hmm. Is that what it's called? When I started in. Yeah, it's called Pretty Deadly. Um, But yeah, that's, that's how I started was, was with this fantastic all, all female comic book club that meets on a monthly basis and has continued through COVID meeting via Zoom. And um, it's been fun getting more and more involved with that comic book club, helping to choose some of the books that we're gonna read and even getting to lead some of the discussions. It's been it's been really fun uh, building a community and a network. So Julia, what's your origin story? <laughs> I was thinking about this and I've always loved a good Archie comic. Um, but Really, I think my comic book origin story goes back to fifth grade when our teacher, Mr. McDevitt, would do hobby days, I think on Friday afternoons, and he would give us like a two-hour block for us to work on our hobby. And my friend at the time, Stephanie, and I decided we were going to make a comic book. And we did, and I don't remember what it was about, but it was a full comic book. I remember there is an octopus as a main character. And that's about all I remember. I wonder if I can find that. I probably have it out in the garage somewhere. Definitely um, find it. Uh, but yeah, we had fun making that. And then I think after that, the first graphic novel I read was Watchmen. And I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did, but it was assigned. Um, in a class in college for me and I read it and I was like holy cow I need to read more comic books so yeah so even though Megan says she doesn't like comic books she does love to read and she will read anything so accurate yes yay comic books I, I take that I will not read The Walking Dead 
I would not recommend that to you. Katie and I will do the reading of that. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, so why don't we keep on moving? And I think Katie has a little bit of information about Free Comic Book Day and how it started and how it's going. Katie? So Free Comic Book Day is one of the reasons why we decided to have a Natasha on our show this this month because we wanted to honor that celebration. It's an important one for local comic book shops all around the country. And it started in 2002 on May 4th. And since then it's been celebrated the first Saturday of May uh, up until COVID disrupted that schedule. Um, this year is the 20th anniversary of Free Comic Book Day. And it was originally meant to reinvigorate and and draw some excitement around returning to comic books as the late 90s had shown a declining interest in comics. So it was really meant to reintroduce or introduce people to the joys of comics and, and what comics could offer. The first free comic book day that was celebrated back in 2002 only featured four titles. And in the early years of the event, publishers would tend to reprint popular all age appropriate titles but as the years progressed, the event continued to grow in popularity and now publishers often put together brand new material specifically for the event. And they even will sometimes include introductory issues like a issue zero for a, um, a new series that they wanna promote that'll be launching later in the summer. So it's a great way to, if you aren't familiar with comic books, it's a great way to, to kind of go in, check it out, meet some people, um, grab some some free comics that you don't have to necessarily pay for to just dip your toe into a couple of different areas. See if you find some some artists and some creators that you enjoy, and then you can. It's it's a great entry point basically um, to get into comics, and it's a great way to support your local comic book shop. And it's especially during the times during COVID, it's been it's been a struggle for a lot of comic book shops. So it's a good way to support it. Um, this year, it's going to be held on August 14th, which will have been prior to the airing of this episode. Um, so if you didn't catch it this time, then you can go to www.freecomicbookday.com and you can check out um, what titles are there and news around the event. Um, I was just on there earlier today and there's actually, uh, as compared to the, the first free, uh, free Comic Book Day where there were only four titles offered, there were 51 different titles that they were featuring um, that are going to be offered as, as free giveaways at, at comic book shops. So it's a fun event. Julie and I have assisted Zeppelin Comics a couple times in the past um, just to, to volunteer and help hand things out and help kind of keep things running smoothly, um, direct traffic a little bit and help people find things that they're looking for. So it's a fun way to participate in the community as well. I think Excellent. that's all I got. Excellent. Um, yeah, and uh, I just want to mention a lot of libraries also celebrate free comic book day. So you can hit up your local comic book store as well as your local library and see what's going on. There's always lots of fun events and costumes and people just get very excited and it's always a, it's always a good time. 
Well, now I want to welcome our good friend, Natasha Curtis, to the show, the owner of Zeppelin Comics in Benicia, California, a show that I think we may have mentioned on every single episode of this show. So hopefully you are familiar with that name. Not um, official sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but welcome, Natasha. We're hey. so happy you're here. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's always yeah. so special to talk about books and share all the the fun stuff that we we all love to enjoy exactly um and we knew you'd be a perfect guest to have because that is something that you do daily at your store (laughs) i like to share books (laughs) um and maybe to start the conversation maybe you could we for our roundup today we all kind of went around and talked about our comic book origin story um so we ask you the same question what got you started in comic books so yeah i was never a big comic book collector I was always a comic book reader and always very visually inclined. Um, Loved reading at a very young age, but what would get me was just diving into the pictures and the illustrations, um, Richard Scarry books. I would make up stories about the little worm that (laughs) having to find (laughs) the little worm and all the apples. Um, My mom had this gorgeous illuminated, uh, Hans Christian Andersen storybook, oh, nice. book. I just had these gorgeous, gorgeous drawings. So even before I knew what the, the fairy tales and the folk tales were, I was making up stories about the, the pictures. So even though I wasn't, you know, a big comic book reader and collector as a, at a young age, I definitely loved that medium of visual storytelling. So once I found out about comic books, it was usually on car trips. (laughs) My parents like to take car trips. Um, We would drive through the desert. It was my dad's favorite drive. And so it was long and boring for for kids (laughs) in the backseat. Only now as an adult do I appreciate how beautiful (laughs) the desert is. but at every truck stop, at every little gas station, we would get out and they would have different, like a little different roundup of comic books. And I remember picking out Archie and Betty and Veronica and some X-Men. And once my brother was around, he would pick out Spider-Man and, and we would just kind of get a handful and read them in the back seat. And then by the time we're ready to gas up again, there'd be another truck stop with another little bookshelf of of comic books and um, so we would just read our way through the southwest (laughs) (laughs) love it and i i never kept them of course i passed them on to to friends and not till later later in life did i realize that oh people collect these things (laughs) 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 so yes when when uh my kids started getting to be the age of enjoying comic books we you know now you can't find them at every truck stop you can't find them at every grocery store um you go to comic book stores which are amazing and it's they're amazing places um for the community and so we were driving around to find them in the bay area because there's just not a whole lot out there and uh, so then we started going to more stores and going to more 
conventions, comic book conventions, and realizing that both of my kids were very uh, visually inclined and loved the stories. They just wanted to dive into the world. And so, so did I. <laughs> and we realized after a couple of years that, you know what, we want to be part of this community. It's, it's a really awesome community and we want to help grow it and uh, want to help make it accessible for, for more people. So I think that's really how that got started. It didn't come from a horde of collections that came from really wanting to, to grow this community and, and uh, bring comic books to, to people that maybe don't know they are a future comic book reader. So <laughs> awesome. I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, <clears throat> I had I a fantastic job with that. Sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt. Go no, ahead. go ahead. <laughs> go, go ahead, Katie. <laughs> I was going to say you've done a fantastic job with that. And I, I wanted to make sure we mentioned that the store was just up for a recent Yay award nomination that was pretty prestigious. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Yeah, we made the top five, the final five for the Will Eisner Spirit of Retailing Award. The Eisners are like the comic book industry's version of the Oscar. So it was pretty prestigious. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Snazzy. Snazzy. (laughs) And it's an international award. So we're looking at, you know, global that's amazing. Giving credit to, to amazing writers and creators and, and artists. And uh, Will Eisner, who started the, the award, felt very strongly about the connection that retailers have to the community and uh, made sure that there was a special category and special award for to help engender excellence. <laughs> in uh, in the comic book store world so that and Zeppelin has very, done that yay. so we felt very very thankful and very very honored to be in that group so yay no yeah congratulations, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, and even though you didn't win this time yeah, win this I, year. <laughs> I, I I truly believe in my heart of hearts that it's it won't be long oh, <laughs> before you well, do you. yes um, that's that's part of you know owning a store is, is you it's tenacity yeah <laughs> you just um, have to keep working at it and what I wanted to say before I forgot it but now I've remembered it um you mentioned wanting to grow the community of comic book readers in your community mm-hmm. and beyond um and that's something that you and Dan do very well with your store it's so welcoming oh, and um no I I have never felt uncomfortable <laughs> walking in there as whereas I have in other comic book stores because it kind of feels in some comic book stores like you have yeah. to know you have to be yeah. in the in crowd sure. already a little sure. elitist yeah yes yeah um and it's intimidating especially mm-hmm. as a girl walking in they're already <laughs> like why are you here sometimes but um yeah. never felt that way in Zeppelin yeah. so oh good everybody yeah. go visit Zeppelin <laughs> So that's always our goal because yeah like I said we we started off you know being parents to two young kids and you know girls and we'd go into some stores and yeah it was not comfortable mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and unfortunately a lot of the comic book community has that uh, that reputation of being 
don't know about elitist, but definitely a barrier to entry. Yeah. That's a better way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. That testing your, your worthiness, your knowledge, your, (laughs) 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 Uh, but it's, you know, it's just books. It's just stories. It's, it's for everybody. And uh, so sometimes that, that feels silly to me. Like it's a no brainer that everybody needs to read comic books. So why would you, (laughs) why would you make anybody feel like it's not for them? Exactly. But yeah. Yeah. And that, that's something you guys really excel at. Thank Um, you. For your store in general, I was just curious if you Mm -hmm. could talk about some of the influences that went into designing your space and all of that. Sure. Well, yeah, beyond just wanting to be welcoming and um, very inclusive for everybody, we wanted to make sure that was family friendly, that there wasn't <laughs> no dangers, you know, nothing's going to fall on <laughs> kids aren't going to pull anything down. Uh, but also that there was fun and interesting stuff to look at at every level. So we really looked at the Disney model. I know you guys are big Disney fans and Disney just really excels in kind of holistically thinking about the shopping experience. So we came at it from that, that point is if, you know, carrying your theme throughout, making it comfortable, there's no jarring music or sounds or smells or (laughs) we we just really wanted to make a comfortable place to be that somebody can have an experience versus just going to the bookstore and finding a book you know or you know just going to target (laughs) or that's an experience too don't 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 get me wrong um but you know what i mean instead of um trying to to weed through what's for them we wanted to, to make a very easy environment uh, that guides you visually, it's exciting visually, and it's clean. Yeah, <laughs> of definitely course, you nailed know, it. Yeah, yeah, we try, we try. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's our, our inspirations, though, are definitely from early aviation. That's something that, that Dan and I, my husband and I, have, have loved for, you know, we both grew up with parents that were really into kind of early mechanical engineering. I grew up going to air shows and, and uh, Dan's father is a carpenter. Just, we have always had this kind of early innovative um, desire. Uh, so that's why Zeppelin and, and just the whole theme of, of early aviation and innovation and um, exploration really speaks to us. And so that was, that felt like a very, very solid theme and jumping off point for, for building a store because you, your stories, you're, you're building new worlds and you're building you know, new stories and, and personalities. And so we felt that kind of travel and, and building theme really worked out well. Yeah. Would have to agree. Yeah. It's a really neat space to walk into. It's very vintage. um, And like you said, you carry the theme throughout and Mm -hmm. it's just, everything's aesthetically pleasing and it's easy to find stuff. Yeah. We tried. Yeah. That was another 
big decision we made really early on that we weren't going to carry old comic books that we're only going to stick with with new uh, first print or, or not first print but first market uh, items so we're not buying collections a lot of a lot of stores do deal in uh, evaluating collections and buying they call them key comics and that's great and there's such a good market for that but that's just not the business that we we wanted to build because like I said there's so many amazing new books out there mm-hmm. and letting them shine means not having just boxes and boxes and boxes of, of older books around. And so that, that's a big, um, that's a big drive for us to make sure that it's not visually cluttered so that, that people can find things easily and see the new books, um, as easy as possible. Yeah. It makes it very beginner friendly when, um, we were talking about our comic book origin stories. I mentioned that basically you were my, my comic book origin story <laughs> because I had never really started reading comic books until uh, book club yeah. and, and joining that. And your shop makes it makes it so easy to just start someplace because you you are carrying so many newer titles um, and and things that you can you can enter into pretty. Yeah you know, without having to know the whole backstory too. Sure. Well, it could be so intimidating, right? Mm-hmm. You know, some of these characters have been around for 80 plus years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't like, start from the beginning. Start? No. Right. <laughs> Ain't nobody start. got time for that. No. No. And, no. and when they are that old, when you do go back to the very, very beginning, it's basically like reading a chapter book. <laughs> yeah. There's so much text. They yeah. are. They read like old time, like soap operas or like those little shorts that they used to show in yes. front of the, in front of movies. Yeah. Storytelling used to be very different. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a yes. lot of times have changed. Yes. They have. Very much exposition yeah. and a lot of reading like thought bubbles mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to just telling the story visually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things have changed a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and speaking of those changes, um, dealing with being current, like what's your game plan staying current on the unlimited amount of comics <laughs> that get released <laughs> every right? week every year right? uh, how do you how do you stay on top of that how do know, you do that <laughs> yeah and know like what to buy for the store what to recommend to people it's it's a lot it's a lot of work uh, you know in the publishing world is typically, you know, for the comic book publishing world, things are typically at least three months out, three months lead time. So the the solicitations, the the catalogs that we're looking at right now are things that aren't going to be coming out until like October, November. So so a lot of it's a guessing game. (laughs) A lot of it is um, listening to your gut and, and really listening to the market, you know, there, and it's completely different now than when we first started, when we first opened, it was just, you know, taking shots in the dark. (laughs) Yeah. And and now you have a better feel for your community as well. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Cause, uh, and every now and again, still, I will order something that I just love dearly and I want to turn people onto it and people just aren't, aren't into it 
And it breaks will, my heart. I know. I will say okay. your <laughs> the, the newsletters that you guys send out and you guys put your little emojis little on. Yeah, little I, I ordered faces. one today because your little face was on it. I was like, that oh. actually looks really good. The corset one. The corset, like, that's good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. So that is, again, so we can recommend things now that we're a little bit more established in the business. It's all about, you don't know what you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and so in the very beginning, it was just, uh, I need to carry all the Supermans and all the Batmans and all the Spider-Mans and all the, all the all superheroes, the all, all, all the, the mans. Yeah. Yep, yep. All the, the uh, exactly. And, uh, <laughs> but now we are tuned in We're we're, we get a ton of emails from publishers, which are great because a lot of times they have pre-reader um, digital PDFs that, that we can read ahead of time, ahead of ordering or ahead of soliciting to our, um, our customers. So it gives us an idea of what's out there. And so, you know, it gives, it gives one more, one more tool in, in the toolbox to, to be able to order. But once we've built a, a customer following, they're kind of telling us where they want to go. And, and it's just our, our job to listen. So we just make sure that we are in as many forums as possible. We are keeping our, our ear to the ground as much as possible. We um, communicate directly with publishers. I know Aftershock is a great small publisher that just, they're about to launch an all ages imprint. They've never, they've never dealt with all ages books before. And so they're about to, and they told me, cause they know how, how we are building our all ages groups that this book is going to be great. And, and maybe let's do some kind of marketing together. So just oh, having, yeah, building those relationships has been really crucial to, <laughs> to knowing how to grow the business and what to order and what maybe to leave at the side of the road. And, and, mm-hmm. and then those things that I love that not everybody loves that maybe <laughs> I just don't, maybe I order one for me because <laughs> It's just not selling these days, but, uh, and being okay with that. I think that's a big part of it too. I think for other stores struggle with trying to tailor their store for their tastes, mm-hmm. isn't necessarily as successful as, as really listening to your customer's tastes. And some people, yeah. And some people can luck out and, and grow their customer base to look just like them, you know, and, and have a successful business. But I think we've learned pretty early on that people are different than us. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody has different tastes and things. What? That's crazy. um, And, and they're all, well, most of them are valid. So let's, (laughs) (laughs) let's make sure there's something for everybody. Yeah. And sometimes even having like a diverse roundup of titles like that Mm -hmm. will lead somebody to try something new as well. Exactly. Very exciting. Yeah. Um, Speaking of 
reading? Like, do you have a favorite title that you do recommend all the time? Like, do you have a go-to yeah, title? I, like somebody comes in, like, I know nothing about comics. <laughs> I, I'm just here for the day. What should I get? It, well, okay. So it depends on how old they are, because if they're an adult, I immediately put Saga in their hands. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have yet to have a person tell me, you know what? I didn't care for that. <laughs> no, Saga fills all the needs. <laughs> it's so juicy. It, it really is. It really is. So yeah, Saga by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples um, just kind of checks all the boxes. It's sci-fi, it's romance, it's action, it's deception. It's, you know, it's, it's got everything. So that's a good one. And then when they're done with Saga, then, <laughs> then they come back and say, what else? Um, so I try to have, I try to have go-tos for every genre kind of ready to go. Um, and kids books ready to go for, for young ones. Um, those are the ones I try to make sure I order enough of mm-hmm. <laughs> because nothing's worse than I know the perfect book for you, but I don't have it in stock. Right. Sorry. <laughs> you would have loved it. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. But one of the ones that I, another one I put in almost everybody's hand is the Wendy project. And I yes. think you guys have all read that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's officially kind of an all ages book, but even I have made grown men cry mm-hmm. <laughs> with the Wendy project. So yeah. good. So, so good. And that's by Veronica fish and then art by Melissa Jane Osborne. So they are, um, not prolific writers. I think it might be their only graphic novel, but it's just so special. It is. <laughs> Yes. Very special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So I'll have a go to sci fi, a go to. I have a lot of people ask for recommendations for something that stands alone because, you know, so, so many comic books and graphic novels are so sequential. Mm-hmm. They're so, or, you know, serialized. And so they've been going on for years and years and maybe not everybody wants to be, you know, get into a, a 20 volume series. <laughs> that's me. Megan likes that's playing totally the me. field. Yep. <laughs> like I like to be able to just close it when I want to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that. So yes, I have go-tos for that. I have, there's some wonderful graphic novel adaptations of, um, of novel work and nonfiction work that it's so, I'm so glad that it holds up like the parable of the sower, the graphic novel adaptation of that is just so powerful. Um, so I'm so thankful. (laughs) We read that one in book club and I went back and I listened to the audio book of the novel. Mm -hmm. It was very impressed yeah um that of the um the adaptation the graphic novel Mm -hmm. adaptation because I really didn't think like I you you didn't miss out on anything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's what's amazing about the the visual storytelling you know it 
you can say so much in one panel mm -hmm. that maybe it would have taken several paragraphs mm -hmm. in a book. Pictures worth a thousand words. <laughs> Yeah. Hmm, someone said that. That's where that somewhere. comes from, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah it's very impactful, just in yes. a different way. Um, and speaking of book club, you have an uncanny knack of picking books that are not even maybe the newest printed, but just completely relevant to the times <laughs> we're living in. Yes. And like you right. pick them months in advance too. Like, it's yeah. not like you're picking these, like, oh, this is going to be happening at this time. <laughs> like, how do you do it? It's just your spidey sense. I guess so. I don't know. Cause yeah, I think we were, you guys were meeting with me at the end of 2019 and we were mm -hmm. picking the books for 2020, not knowing uh -huh. what was coming <laughs> and how in the world did we manage to, you know, read a book about civil unrest last summer and, mm -hmm. and even a, a pandemic pandemic <laughs> how did you know natasha oh gosh. I don't, it's scary it's scary. scary well this like maybe, month <laughs> yeah it's like maybe we shouldn't just um pick in advance right. well i was actually it's like say, it's like can the we start your predicting the future <laughs> yeah i was gonna say can we plan next year so i have some sort of idea of what i'm in what, for what year in? <laughs> well there's too many dystopian future kind of books out there oh man no. <laughs> um, okay uh, i take it back yeah <laughs> i don't want to know well no but this month we're reading eleanor and the egret and it's a lovely tale about a bird that likes to eat art so if that happens Ooh. you know start <laughs> maybe we should all just get into our bunkers yes yeah. <laughs> giant giant egrets <laughs> um, oh gosh in your opinion what do you think makes a great comic book or graphic novel? Well, it's definitely a combination. You have to have the storytelling along with the visuals. I know, and you just, the art has to speak to you for sure. You can have the best writing and if the visuals aren't connecting with you or it's not connecting with the writing, then it's really, really tricky. And then vice versa, you know, it could be a beautiful book and then storytelling is not that great it's kind of like a movie that's visually beautiful and the storytelling is you know lacking you can tell right away you can tell <laughs> I've, I've read a handful lately where it's like oh <laughs> I wanted to like this but Shucks. yeah so I think and and I think what may may get comic books in uh, in sticky reputations for for older folks is there are some that can be very either very stilted writing very choppy because they're trying to be conversational and then there's some that are just way too like you said too much exposition <laughs> so mm -hmm. i think it really you know likened to a tv show where you know when the writing is bad <laughs> it's just not yeah, it doesn't hold your interest. You. Exactly. Yeah. So it could have the great, the best concept, really interesting notion, beautiful art. But if the writing is 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 not great, then 
it's, it's not going to do well. <laughs> I think that sometimes comes down to the characters and, and mm-hmm. really having mm-hmm. good character, character development. Character so you development, care about them. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I read a couple, couple books recently, pre-readers and, and it felt like the, it felt like a soap opera, like you said, mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's like, how do we get everybody caught up with the story? Well, then we, you know, write it like <laughs> a soap opera. Recaps and recaps. Do you remember here's, here's a flashback. Year when we did this? <laughs> but a skilled storyteller can involve you in the story and catch you up with those things without saying, well, here's what happens last year. Right, you know? right. So, yeah. But I... I tell a lot of people to, to, you know, judge the book by the cover too, though. That's what gets a lot of, of people. If you are drawn in by the art, you're, you're halfway there, you know, and mm-hmm. a lot of times my favorite books are the ones where the art is just completely different. It really stands out. It's not your typical um, superhero comic book art. Like when a, when an artist will use watercolor or charcoal yes. or, you know, non, non-traditional comic book mediums right. mm-hmm. really, really stand out to me. So then when that goes with great writing, then it's amazing for me yeah. anyway. <laughs> I agree with In you. In my opinion. <laughs> In your expert opinion. In my opinion. expert opinion of what <laughs> I like. <laughs> um. looking to see if there's any other questions we didn't really cover really Katie or Megan do you have any other um I thought of one as you were talking about you know involving and sorry this isn't on the the list so if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out (laughs) (laughs) but um when you're talking about you know working with publishers to help uh you know strategize Mm -hmm. and figure out what your lineup's going to be. I know you've done a lot of work with creators as well, um, you know, reaching out to them and, and you've mm-hmm. even had, you know, creators come to our book club mm-hmm. because since it moved to Zoom, like that, yeah. that was something we got to do at one point. How do you develop those relationships? Again, it's just making sure that we are involved in as many things as we're able to be involved in and that they are fruitful places. Mm-hmm. I know there's, there tends to be in with every walk of life in every industry, there's places that are just forums for people to complain mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or, you know, just to, you know, your uncle on Facebook is fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we just really try to seek out, um, worthwhile groups to be in like our professional organization comics pro we're paying members of of that organization so they really do a lot to help the industry with with business development and developing giving a forum for building those relationships with the creators and publishers and in those groups i've forged some great friendships with with other store owners and we share resources. And I think when, when you're a good person <laughs> and when mm-hmm. you have good, uh, you've planted good seeds, you end up being able to grow uh, 
some pretty amazing things. Like I've been able to meet some amazing people because of relationships I've built with the PR people from, from different publishers or a store owner in, in another part of the country sent somebody my way and now you know, they're a great customer or they're a great, you know, a creator that I can call on, um, to, to give us a signing or give us, you know, a heads up on something. So yeah, it's just all about keeping, staying in the world and being good ambassadors to, for the, the comic book world and, uh, keep sowing, sowing good seeds. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, a lot of what you said, I feel parallels to librarianship oh, yeah. and making connections <laughs> with other librarians. Um, we're also a very collaborative mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, profession, um, which is fantastic because yeah. if I had to make up my own story time songs, right? I would have been fired <laughs> by now. Well, that's just, it. it's like, there's no, there's no handbook for any of this. There's no, mm-hmm. there's no magic bullet. There's no, yep. no secret. <laughs> yeah. And when you find, find those people that you know, have found things that work and they're willing to share that with you. Mm-hmm. And then you can pay that forward. That's when yeah. you're really networking exactly. and creating a community. Exactly. Really and, neat. and I think that's, that's definitely, I mean, that's definitely what we want to be involved in. And I think the comic book world kind of naturally wants to naturally foster that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm glad that we're, we're here for it for sure. Yeah, we are too. I do. And before we go, I want to make sure we mention that um, your husband, Dan, has his own <laughs> podcast um, that does um, features different, uh, different, different create creators. creators. Yeah. Creatives. Yeah. That's the word Creatives. I was looking for. Yeah. Um, it's yeah called, do you want to tell us about that? Sure. It's called Amuse. And the A is in parentheses, so it's parentheses, A, parentheses, muse. <laughs> so it's about creative people talking about what inspires them. And so we've been really blessed to be able to connect with some amazing people in our industry and, and Dan and uh, the, the co-host of the show, Stefan, uh, just that conversation that that insider baseball the nuts and bolts mm-hmm. of doing your craft uh, is a pretty pretty cool look it's it's definitely beyond the seeing them at a convention and saying hey I like your book right <laughs> it gets in the weeds yeah why, why did you do this you know <laughs> but, so that's why I love that podcast is because it's not just comic creators too it's uh, uh it's, what was I going to say, uh, movie makers and, um, everybody, anybody in the in music people in the creative field of what, what inspires them and what makes them tick. So it's fun. Awesome. It's a really neat concept. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. Well, Megan, have you been using graphic novels with your teaching, with your classes? Um, no, I, I wish I talked about <laughs> trying to (laughs) yeah I wish I could it's it's really hard having to get curriculum approved sometimes Mm -hmm. um and then getting it funded is also difficult to you know actually have the the class set um so no but someday (laughs) I do hope to yeah (laughs) yeah that's good 
Mm-hmm. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much, Natasha. I know you're busy getting ready for Free Comic Book Day, which we didn't even talk next, about. It's next week. <laughs> no. Do you have? Is there anything specific you want to say about Free Comic Book Day? I know you oh, guys always go all out at yeah, Dublin. This this year, so of course we didn't. We weren't able to do anything last year because of COVID. Um, and so normally it's in May. It's always the first Saturday in May. And this year, the powers that be decided to push it to the end of the summer, hoping, thankfully, that more people are vaccinated and the cases are, are a little bit better. Well, they happen to pick a day that is also <laughs> a giant street fair in Venetia, oh. the oh. Peddler's Fair, which is a, be- a really fun um, kind of antique fair for the day and it's right outside our front door <laughs> <laughs> is this a good thing traffic. like is this a happy coincidence yeah we are making the best of it I'm hoping that it's good we just kind of don't know what to expect we are because the peddler's fair on its own draws several thousand people and free comic mm-hmm. book day draws you know a thousand or more people um so thankfully i've got a good um a, a good team of volunteers that's going to help us manage traffic and help make sure everybody's wearing masks we want to make sure everybody is as safe as possible and uh, that we don't don't overload any of the systems. So in, in past years when maybe we would have a creator out signing and, and do a, have some face painters and some cosplayers, we decided to kind of keep it streamlined to the books this year since we're going to have the fair outside as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, I think there's just going to be a lot of a lot, a lot going on. There'll be plenty yeah. of excitement so, without a that. lot going on so i'm really excited though to introduce people to free comic book day that have maybe no, never done a free comic book day before that are maybe there for the peddler's fair and didn't know that we were handing out free comics so mm-hmm. it is opportunity for for new customers um for sure so yeah i am looking forward to it it's just a lot of work yes. <laughs> i foresee a lot of probably your volunteers will get asked what's this line for what's what's this line for yeah. <laughs> um, i think it's gonna be a great yeah, day i hope so. i think so the weather's yeah. supposed to be great so well good not too hot not too hot not too hot <laughs> Hope, hopefully the air quality stays air okay yeah. yeah um yeah it's interesting living in california mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, smoky but, season oh yes. yeah right we have fire season here. I know. Yeah. I wish I wish it weren't a thing. <laughs> it's own weather event. It wasn't always. No. no. Well, I grew up in Southern California, though. So we always had the, the Santa Ana winds in the fall, late yeah. summer, early fall. So that was fire season for us. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't always this way up here. That wasn't always. I'm sorry. I brought it with me. <laughs> <Dang> no. <it. laughs> well thank you so much natasha this was a lot of fun um Mm -hmm. maybe we'll we'll figure out a way to bring you back this is is a lot of fun (laughs) if you're amenable oh sure (laughs) i always have time for you (laughs) yay all right well thank you 
and I don't know how to gracefully end this. <laughs> Insert just, time here. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Natasha. <laughs> Thank you, Natasha. Thank you, Natasha. Thank you. All right. Well, I think we're going to start wrapping things up. And um, I just want to give a big thank you to Natasha. Um, that was a great interview we just had. Um, but we're going to end today with bookends. And we're each going to talk about uh, either recent books that we've finished or a book that we're excited to talk about or something that we're currently reading. Um, and we're going to start with Megan. All right. Um, so one that I read recently, a month or so ago, is The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. And this was another one that was done by my friend's book club, um, but I wasn't able to get it from the library in time to, to actually take part in that meeting. Um, but it was really, really good. Uh, highly recommend. Um, I, Katie, how, I know you read it. Would you classify <laughs> it as like fantasy or how? It's yeah. Like it's realistic kind of, fantasy though, right? It's like kind it's of a not, cross between fantasy and sci-fi I would yeah. say but not okay. really even sci-fi because yeah I don't yeah I yeah. would say more more in the fantasy vein yeah okay um so basically the main character um I can't remember if it's she's born in the 1600s or 1700s but born in a time basically where women are married off very early um and she did not want to be so she made a deal with devil or the darkness or just some type of spirit um, so that she would be in control of her life but that deal had a side effect of nobody could remember her um, as in her parents no longer remembered her because she was the only one that had any type of control over her life so no one could as soon as she was out of the sight of anyone um, they no longer knew who she was um, until she meets someone and also she lives forever um, so until sometime I think 2014 or something sometime in the 2000s she run in, runs into somebody who does remember her um, and so the rest of the book is kind of her in that relationship trying to figure out what that's all about um, but it's re it's really good it's very well written um, and fun yeah Question. Katie did you read that because Megan recommended it to you or had you read it before I read it before Megan actually um my friend Courtney recommended that one to me my my favorite book curator my, my personal book curator she recommended that one to me who also needs to come back to book club please <laughs> if you're listening Courtney we miss you um, so I was just scrolling through my Goodreads. I didn't think I have too, didn't think I had too many things to talk about, but I have, I've been busy. <laughs> um, and with kind of a, a weird range of things. Um, I recently read People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. Um, I've seen this one all over Instagram. Um, a lot of people are reading this and I understand why it's nice and light and quick to get through. Um, perfect chiclet, if that's something that you're into. Um, 
I also read Sweet Tooth book one, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And um, I read that in preparation to watch the new show. Is it on Netflix? Yes. Um, I'm looking forward to getting into that, um, but that's by Jeff Lemire. Um, I also read The Shape of Thunder by Jasmine Warga, who also wrote um, Other Words for Home, right? Is that the name of that book, Megan? I was literally just going to say, I think I remember reading a book and I have it. It's right here. I, I believe yeah. it. Uh, Other Words for Home. Yeah. Um, and this one was also very good. This one is about um, two girls they're friends um but their older siblings um were both involved in a school shooting so it follows them um and how they're trying to deal with that grief and I don't want to give too much away because it was it was very well written and I thought it was um an interesting take um on what happens after the school shooting and I, I only have a couple that I wanted to mention, especially because it's our episode has been about free comic book day and we've had such a robust discussion around comic books and graphic novels. I actually also read Sweet Tooth, but I, I did a little bit better than Julia. I read the whole series. <laughs> well, I, I have the next one from the library, so. Yes, you should you should definitely continue reading it and, and read it to the conclusion. It was really good. I haven't started the Netflix series either, but that's also why. I picked that one up because A, it's been on my list for a while because I really am a big fan of Jeff Lemire. I've read a lot of his things that I've enjoyed. Um, and the seeing that the the series was coming out on Netflix really spurred me to, to jump in on that series and I couldn't stop once I started. So I really recommend that one. The other one that I wanted to talk about a little bit is called Adora and the Distance. And this is a, I think it's a digital only it's a comicsology original, so I'm not sure if you can get this at the library or exactly how you get your hands on it. If you have a comicsology membership, you certainly can access it. Um, it was it was part of the subscription, but I'm going to read the description really quick from Goodreads, and it says, "Adora and the Distance" is a YA graphic novel following the epic adventures of Adora, a brave young woman of color who lives in a fantastical world with underground pirates ghosts and a mysterious force called the distance which threatens to destroy it all it was just this really beautiful romp in a totally fantasy world um, and without giving anything away the end had a twist that I absolutely did not see coming and it was very um what's what, what how do I want to say it it was it, was, it very much introduced a different level of um, inclusion by, by twisting that into the story. So I'm, I'm not going to give it away because I think it's definitely worth reading if you can get your hands on it, but I definitely um, recommend it. It's Adora and the Distance by Mark Bernardin. Uh, Will Dennis was the editor and Ariella Christentina was the artist on that one. Congratulations to both of you for completing a year of podcasting. Hey, hey, here's to proud of us. Here's to at least maybe another year. I can commit to that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
as long as it still keeps being fun, we will keep doing it. Sounds good. All right. I think that that will officially bring us to a close of this episode. So until next month, let's read, share, and repeat. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye now. That brings us to a close on this chapter of Sibling Library. Thank you for listening. Until next time, let's read, share, and repeat.